Welcome, everybody, to another exciting edition of KickServeRadio.com, Tennis on Air with Andy Zoden. Today, I'm excited to be joined by USTA Senior Manager of Product Events and Ratings, Heather Hawks. And Heather, first, thanks for joining me. You've been out on the road doing a little NTRP road show. What precipitated the decision to go out and get in front of the folks at the clubs and really tell them what's going on with these NTRP ratings? That's a great question, and thanks for having me today, Andy. Um, You know, we get a lot of questions at various levels of administration of the leagues about the NTRP, and what we found was that players were educating each other about the NTRP, and they really weren't educating each other correctly. So there was a lot of misinformation in the field, and we felt like it was not going in the right direction in terms of people feeling great about their NTRP rating. So we wanted to get in front of the players and let them know we're not trying to be a black box. We don't want secrets. We want you to understand the value of the rating program, why we believe in it, why we love it, why we use it, and why it's so important to the league program. Heather, it seems to me that one source of complication, if you will, for what's going on with NTRP ratings has been some of these sort of I guess I would call them alternative websites that are providing NTRP details. Are they in any way affiliated with the USTA? That's also a really good question. So they are not, and there's a variety of them out there. One of them is TLS. One of them is um, Rating Blogspot by someone named Kevin Schmidt. And the other one is TennisRecord.com. What these websites found was that there's a lot of opportunity for engagement with our league players around rating. So they took our results, our league player results, out of the Tennis Link system by using websites, something called crawlers. So they have all that information, and they reverse-engineered, meaning they looked at it and think they figured out our NTRP algorithm. Sometimes some of the ratings appear close, but they're not. They're not accurate. They don't use the right results and they don't have the correct algorithm. So most of the time, those rating in hundreds that they're publishing and players are engaging with are not correct. And that's honestly, that's a real heartbreak for me from a national level because I've heard a lot of stories about players not playing on teams where they've been active in the past. They've been asked to sit on the sidelines because one of these third-party websites said their rating was really low. Their rating wasn't really low. And that shouldn't be a motivation for putting a player on the court anyway. So really a lot of um, attention being paid to these third-party websites and really thinking about what we can learn from them. And for me, the biggest takeaway is our players want information and our players want engagement and our players want to understand more about the ratings. So the roadshow is just the beginning. There will be a lot more to come around NTRP ratings, player engagement, information, all of that. And we will be watching these third-party sites very closely. So Heather, if I read between the lines here, it's starting to sound ominously like I'm not rated the same as Roger Federer. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm not going to divulge any secrets, but that could be a fair, fair assessment. <laughs> All right, I'll go with it. Why doesn't the USTA give out ratings in the hundreds? Because I know when you guys run the algorithm, as you pointed out to us, there's there's 50 different levels within one level. So if if you're a 3.5, you're actually somewhere between 3.001 and 3.500. That's a lot of different variations of the 3.5 level, correct? That's absolutely correct. Well said, yes. So the reason we don't publish in the hundreds is because 
players tend to try to engineer their outcome, their rating, by controlling what happens on the court. To be clear, this is something that happens more at the higher levels of skill. Uh, you know, I would say 4-0, you see a lot more in 4-5 than 5-0, where a player wants to keep a rating level so that they can perform very well at that level. So they sandbag or tank matches, and the more information they have about their rating, the more intensely they will try to manage that outcome on the court. So that being said, this is not all players, nor do we believe this is all players. We know this is a select group who have chosen to focus solely on the win or the path to nationals or dominating their league or their, you know, their area. Uh, and this is not the overall sentiment of all of the teams and players in the league. So this has become an even more delicate conversation around how do we not support that behavior because that's not good for a league or a team when it happens. But it does happen, and that's a fact. And you can't teach the algorithm to interpret tanking. If it did, we wouldn't be in this situation. So you take that into consideration, and you look at uh, what we do provide the players and what would happen if we were giving those details. So it's an ongoing conversation. It's a challenge to decide where to land on that line of how much to give and how often to publish. So it is something that we at National and the National Oversight Group, which is the committee that manages the NTRP, we discuss it constantly. And now with the third-party websites and, again, seeing the interest from the players, it has become an even more hot topic. My guest today on KickServeRadio.com is Heather Hawks. She's Senior Manager of Product Events and Ratings with USTA. Uh, we're brought to you by ColoradoTennis.com. Go to ColoradoTennis.com, serving all of your competitive and recreational tennis needs. Heather, when I have players at my club that come to me and ask me, I, you know, I'd really like to play up this year. I'm a 3-5, but I've really improved. I've been taking a lot of drills. I want to play 4-0. My answer to them has been, you know, if you're not winning 75, 80% of your matches at level, it's probably not time to move up quite yet. And based on what I learned from you recently, I'm not sure how accurate that is. How does the win-loss record affect a player's rating? So the win-loss record itself does not affect the player's rating. As you pointed out earlier in the discussion, a player can be rated as a 3.5, but their behind-the-scenes rating is anywhere from a 3.01 to that 3.50, right? And if you are a 3.38, let's say, which is putting you very close to that 3.5 line, and you, all of your matches are against players who are closer to the 3-0 mark. So they're 3.01, 3.05, maybe even 3.1. And you're winning consistently over those players. You won't be bumped up necessarily because the system says, well, we thought you were going to win and you did. So you're in the right place. Now, if you're that 3-3-8 and you're playing other 3-3-8, or 3-4 or even 3-4-5 players and you're winning all the time, the algorithm will move you up because it's showing that you're excelling against players who are rated just like you and you're winning a lot of the time. But the algorithm will do that. It's not your win-loss record by itself. It's the specific outcome of those matches. It's the ability to exceed expectations is what it sounds like. Yes. Now let me ask you this, Heather, because one of the other things that, that we learned uh, the other night that I was a little surprised by, not shocked, I, I knew that there was some differentiation, but there's a difference between the way players are rated based on their 
uh, gender results versus their mixed doubles results, correct? Those aren't always the same. Correct. So mixed results are excluded from the algorithm. So our mixed results are used to determine a mixed rating for players who play exclusively in mixed league programs. The rest of the, the straight leagues and adult league results are included in your NTRP, your dynamic, your year-end rating. So we do keep them completely separate. Part of the reason for that, uh, and you know, we were able to go into this a little bit more when, when we met a couple weeks ago, but there's a lot of complexity when you have multiple players on the court. So even in a same-gender doubles match, you already have the complexity of having four players and trying to understand how the outcome of that match determines what a player's level should be relative to the three other players on the court because now there's so many factors involved. Now add gender where we know there's a difference between how the genders play and how the genders are leveled, it becomes even more complex. And the algorithm is getting better. It will continue to improve. It's not perfect. And anyone who plays mixed exclusive knows sometimes those ratings come out and don't necessarily accurately reflect the level that you want. We know that, and that's something that we're looking to modify all the time, but that is why we keep those results separate. Heather, the information that you've been out on the road giving out to pros and and USTA players, league captains, and so on and so forth has been invaluable. But for those who haven't been as fortunate as I was to be able to sit and watch your presentation and that would love some of that information, I noticed that the questions just kept coming and coming and coming the night that I was over there. Where could people go to get this information? I know you don't want to get inundated directly with phone calls from every league player in the country. You'd have you wouldn't have enough time in the day. But where can people go to to find this information out and, and, and know now what I know? Yeah, the Colorado Tennis website in your particular area uh, is, is excellent. They, the team there has done a really nice job putting together what we call the FAQs to help address some of these questions. What I will say also is that we're going to continue to update those FAQs both at a national level and at a specific level. The reason I say players could learn what they're looking for from the Colorado website versus the national website is because it is so specific to the questions that come up in that area. So it could be a great resource for them. The other thing is we are going to start doing more campaigns from the national level with regard to myths that are surrounding the NTRP, basic education components, FYI emails. We're going to see a lot more of that coming out so that we help educate the players and the providers around what the NTRP really means and and what it's designed to do. Before I let you go, what is the biggest myth? Is there one that stands above the rest that if you had the opportunity to spell that right now, what would it be? Um, That's a tough one. Today, the biggest myth that we're we're battling here at National has to do with the third-party websites that you mentioned. I will say the win-loss record is probably the most frequently asked question where people expected to move up and did not because of how many matches they won or lost during a season. So I I would put that as number one. All right. Well, Heather, i got to tell you, the information uh, that you've been giving out has been a long time coming, and I think all of us, myself, I've been in this business for 35 years, and I heard things that night that made me go, huh, interesting, did not know that, and now when I go back to the club for the coming season, I'm going to be able to answer a lot of questions to our league players. So all of us appreciate your efforts on getting that information out there, and thanks so much for taking the time to join me today on KickServeRadio.com. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for having me, Andy, and I look forward to continuing to work with you in the future. Same here. Thanks so much, Heather.